Dreams make it happen wherever you go. Are you ready to act on your dreams? Okay, let's do it. Welcome to Hyphen's Haven, the space for multi-hyphenate artists working on stage and off in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We share our paths to becoming who we are. My name is Drea of Dream of Drea, a production company specializing in driving ideas from pages to stages and from your dreams to screens. Today is the second episode of Hyphen's Haven, and I'm excited to shine a light on an artist who is responsible for light. He has designed the lighting for a number of companies, as well as scenery for uh, Candlelight Dinner Theater, Snowy Range Summer Theater, Performance as Education, Las Memorias, Washington East Opera, CBC Summer Theater, and Idaho Repertory Theater. Currently, he is the chair of the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival, KCACTF Region 7, and Ron has received several awards for his designs, most notably the Kennedy Center Medallion for Excellence. Please welcome to the show, Ron Campbell. How are you, Ron? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So as we want the audience to get to know who you are, let's start at your childhood. Where are you from? Who are your parents? their professions, we want to know the foundation of your life. Okay. So uh, originally, um, I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, lived there till about six, and then family picked up and moved to Southeast Washington State, uh, where I went to high school and actually still live and work. Uh, And uh, so from like, age of six on. Uh, so uh, my parents, uh, Eileen and Richard, uh, my mom was a school bus driver and then went back to school and worked out of the nuclear industry for a little bit. But my dad, this is where I, I love, he was an auto mechanic. I think he was born with a wrench in his hand. He, <laughs> he uh, until he retired, he was just this auto mechanic. So he truly understood the whole idea of doing what you love. So he was a big supporter of me going into the arts. Um, awesome. Do you have um, siblings with you that lived in the house too? Um, uh, let's see. In the currently, no, but uh, <laughs> I have three <laughs> sisters: uh, Jody, Jody, Shauna, and Christy. Nice. So we have the Campbells all growing together, and then comes elementary school. Where did you attend elementary school? Eastgate Elementary School. Um, okay. Yeah. Was there a, a particular memorable moment from your elementary days? Uh, yeah. Uh, before I got into theater, I was a music major. Um, so um, I, I remember in third grade, the orchestra teacher came by and I saw the string bass and I went, I need to play that. I know it was like four times bigger than I was, but I was going to play that. And so I, I picked it up and learned how to play that. And that led to a whole bunch of things. Okay. From third grade. So uh, you, when did you begin playing it? If you were in fourth grade, he, fourth they walked grade. by third grade and said, Hey, if you want to do this next year, do this. And I, I was excited. Mr. Sands was great. 
um, I would literally put my string bass on my bicycle and walk it home so I could practice. Wow. So in fourth grade, you're playing and then fifth grade. And are you playing the same instrument into middle school? All the all. Yeah. Way up until college. I've been playing. Oh. Well, like still, the, if you saw my house there, there's basses and guitars and stuff. But yeah, through middle school as well. Wow. Now, uh, you mentioned one teacher in elementary school. Was there another teacher in middle school that had an influence with you? Yeah, um, my music teacher, uh, Greg Medcalf, and it was great. He was a, originally a saxophone player, played with Stan Kenton and some of those other greats, um, but really converted me from the upright bass to learn how to play the bass guitar um, and really um, helped some of the things that he talked about was like how to learn music, practice it till you can't get it wrong, not till you get it right, but till you can't get it wrong. And that saying has really helped when I uh, converted over to theater was learning lines or working the show. It was getting it to you can't get it wrong. That's what you practiced. It. I love that. Get it till you can't get it wrong. And mm -hmm. with that, uh, mantra leading into high school. Uh, was there another in, a teacher there in high school that helped further your love for music? And and this is this where theater came into play? Yes, theater came into play in high school. Um, uh, so I, I did marching band. So I learned how to play drums and tuba and all this stuff through the band directors. But then our drama director, Angie Ellis, um, I followed my girlfriend. They were doing, it was junior year. They were doing Oklahoma and I played in the orchestra pit several times, but I followed her into a rehearsal and they needed more cowboys and I could sing. So suddenly I'm a cowboy doing Oklahoma. And that was the very first experience mm -hmm. to theater I ever did. So because, and then and started to build the love for theater after that. That's pretty cool. So I, I heard you mention someone's name. Was she your first love in high school? <coughs> in high school, no. The, the, the young woman who um, I followed into theater, uh, she was a foreign exchange student. We are still friends to this day. Uh, Astrid Vandenberg was her name. Uh, and uh, uh, we're, we actually just exchanged some texts just the other day. So still in touch. But my first love in high school, freshman year, her name was Renee Wells. Uh, we dated for like over a year. It was wonderful. It That's was great. cool. Was she also into theater too? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she later um, uh, became. She later became a nurse. Very, I mean, very um, academically minded. Um, really smart. Um, it was. Um, yeah, I was. I was the artistic type. The artistic type in high school. Okay. Yeah. So as you are about to transition from high school into college, what propelled you to go in the direction of the college that you would eventually enroll in? That was interesting. Right after college, I tried, you know, I, I'm a first generation college student. So there was no thought of us going to college. So I went and did some vinyl siding, uh, did some construction. Um, and then I got a call, a friend of mine uh, from high school, they needed a bass player for the jazz choir at the community college. And so that's how I got in. 
is I got a scholarship to play bass for the jazz choir. And then some of my friends from high school, there was the theater there. And I started to go over do some plays and then started to do design work because in high school, um, I was in a lot of rock bands when all my hair was off my chin and on my head. Um, I was, <laughs> uh, I was in rock bands and we played all over. So I learned how to do sound and lighting from that world. Um, and then started to do more of that in theater and then started to get a love of doing that. That's awesome. And this all started as being introduced as a third grader playing in fourth grade and you kept building on that. And now mm -hmm. you're college still playing music in those spaces where art happens. So let me ask you, what would be your first major work? Did it come in college or you're working through learning still? My, my first work, I, I started to do some lighting and help with that. I, you know, and I remember being on stage and my, my subtext on stage was looking up going, Oh, that gel burnt out. I got to fix that later. And then I realized I should, I should be back there. I should be in the dark, making other people look good. But it started because they needed a set designer for one of the shows. And I was, I was asked and I could draw a little. And I, so I started to do that and really found a love for creating the world, the space in which the story could take place. And it really built off of that. So the first major work was a, um, oh, what was that play? It was, oh, I, I don't even remember now. It was a, um, it was kind of like a, a fairy tale, modern take on fairy tales. So there was a prince and a queen and, you know, kind of one of those silly plays, but not necessarily a major work. Okay. So as you are working through college, because your first major work came after college or you're still in college? I'm still in college. Okay. So as you're still in college, what is now propelling you to work in this field of light lighting to transition out of music? Because you could have went in that direction too, but something yeah. pushed you towards lighting and set design. I, I really loved that creation. And then um, uh, the community college we were at, we had somebody come from the University of Idaho. Uh, his name is Dean Pantea, uh, who became a big mentor for me. Uh, he came down, saw some stuff and talked to me and he said, you have some chops. Um, do you want to do this for a living? And that was the first time that anybody put that thought in my head. I thought I was just having fun. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a good student. I, I did my classes. Um, but that was the first time anybody suggested that I could do this for a living. And I was like, no, you can. I don't. And, and yes, you can. <laughs> And so it propelled me. I transferred to the University of Idaho and really focused on doing lighting and scenery and sound design and all that uh, for a degree. Okay. So uh, as you are learning different aspects of behind the scenes and your love for it is growing, you are now about to graduate. You graduate. Mm -hmm. So what will be that? transition over from collegiate life into now you are offered your your first work beyond your college degree oh 
Um, that would have been um, uh, Washington East Opera, um, stuff like that. I was doing adjunct teaching um, and uh, I was approached. And this is a, a group in Southeast Washington. They would bring uh, the director was from New York. These are professionals um, who are working all over in college. Um, I did work at Idaho Repertory Theater, which I continued that work with them. Um, and it was fabulous. It was here I am working with these directors from New York City and these major opera singers. And we were doing things like Marriage of Figaro. And I and my love of music paid off because I understood the phrasing that was going on. I understood what they meant by measures. And they were talking about, you know, this phrasing that was happening. So I was able to match my lighting towards what was going on and being able to reinforce the story that's being told on stage uh, without being overly fancy about the whole thing, um, but really supporting the work that was going on stage. It was, it was, it was, it was a reinforcement of, yeah, you can make a living doing this. Am I going to be externally wealthy and become a billionaire? No, but I get to do what I love for a living. And that kind of reinforced that. So uh, going from your your very first opportunity and how things work, there's always something that uh, connects you to the next opportunity and then a, another opportunity comes about. What dictates your choice to say yes to one of these projects that comes your way? It is It is less about the story for me and more about the director. If the director is passionate about this story and about this play, I'm in. I'm I'm um and I love things that are new. I in this industry you, there are shows that you repeat several times. I've done Little Shop of Horrors five times in luckily in different capacities each time. Um but so if it's a new story that I've never heard of and I get to go explore and and see somebody else's life and have that empathy that is just that's the part I love the most. So really if somebody's just really excited for it that's the part that's going to get me onto it more than anything else okay so for those who are listening and have an interest about uh getting into this space can you describe what your process is if you say yes to um this project how do you go through the work what is that for you what does that look like oh, um there, there was something that um, I, I learned through college and then later in grad school, and it was reinforced. Um, I try to read the play four times. So the first time I read it, I try to read it just for fun. Just try to just enjoy the story. That doesn't always happen, but that's what I try to do. Um, the next one, I read it for a practical. What are some things that I need? What is described in the script? All that kind of stuff. Um, and make that practical list. And then, then it's the fun part for me. Then I read it again, thinking about the metaphorical. What is this play like? What does it feel like? And then I start to do some research, which is spectacular. Um, I, I love going to the library and looking things up and finding something, a, a piece of art that looks like that. Um, so I can have that discussion with the director what is that like? And once we kind of nail those things down, then it's the nitty gritty. It's the, it's the um, putting it all together um, to create the final moments 
of what that part looks like. But um, lots of discussions with the directors. Um, I ask why, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, the director goes, I want this. I'm like, why? What is it about the script? What is it that you're trying to do? Um, I, I just want to understand, and that helps me create a look and a feeling for that director that that works for them. Um, that's my favorite part. It's um, and why I'm when the play starts and opens, then I'm kind of like, all right, now it's on to the next one. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yes, yeah. yes. We as artists have to be able to love it and let go. Let it go. Yes. <laughs> so has there been a, a seminal experience for you thus far in the projects that you've had? There's been a couple, three. There was one production at Idaho Repertory Theater, uh, and it was a production of of Dangerous Liaisons. Um, Everything, the acting was superb. I was the lighting designer, the set designer. Everything came. It's one of those productions that everything came together, just like we talked about, and it was moving. I I hated to watch that show close. It just felt so good. And so now it's like, okay, how can we get that back again? And I've worked on some productions afterwards for friends of mine at other universities and things like that, that have had that feeling, but everything goes back to that first production of Dangerous Liaisons. Um, the design, the whole design process was wonderful, the, but the execution was phenomenal. Okay. And thinking about that, seminal experience for you has working throughout all the projects you've worked on has your practice of how you do things change or has it been kind of even keel it's been pretty consistent i've gotten faster um reading the scripts i i, I start to see things that pick things up a little bit quicker um, um i now have enough experience and time that <laughs> Not, I don't worry so much about what light board I'm working on. I've worked on so many now that I know how to work on those. So it's really more about the lights um, uh, themselves, the, the structures. Um, I'm really good about, all right, what, what do I have to work with? Um, I don't worry about that as much anymore. Uh, the inventory of which I get to work with. I can make art out of anything and I'm comfortable with that now. Where early in my career, it was, I have to have all the lights. I have to have all these things. If I don't have the gear, I can't make the art. And what I've learned over the years is, doesn't matter what the gear is. You have to make art with what you're given. And if you're comfortable, and so now I'm really comfortable of knowing I can do that. Um, so that confidence then helps the rest of the team relax about some of those things. Um, yeah. No. So what would be your goal as a professional? I th- At this point, I mean, there's a couple plays that I have on my list, you know, of that I'd really love to work on. Uh, one of those is the is August Wilson's piano lesson. I just love that script and I want to do that show. I would love to like that show. Um, or even design the set for that show. Um, um, so that's one that I would I'd be looking forward to. But I am so in the in the moment of just being present of 
what what is next on my list and how much fun can we have um but i think i don't know i feel i i i sometimes go back to the idea of i wasn't initially supposed to be here so i'm enjoying the moment um i didn't know that this was a possibility when i was eight so um i really love what i do and i'm just enjoying it okay are there um artists that you would like to be compared to in your line of work that's always hard um i mean there's there's a couple um scenically um i love mimi lien um she's a a wonderful uh she did the the set for uh natasha pierre and the great comet of eight of of 1918 fabulous designer uh, i love her concepts of of that I, I would love that lighting there's jennifer tipton uh natasha katz is great um uh i think those would be the the people on my initial list okay so now we're moving into the rapid round i call as okay we're not only getting to know your work and your artistry, but we want to get to know who you are. So I'm just going to ask you some quick questions. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Dogs or cats? Dogs. All right. What book would you give as a gift? Um, uh, uh, the dragon eye by Stephen King. Okay. What movie can you not resist watching if it came on right now? Airplane. Yes. Yes. With Leslie Neal. Uh, favorite recipe to cook. Um, it's a sweet thing. I make cheesecake from scratch and it's phenomenal. I love it. Nice. What is your favorite word? <laughs> um, brilliant. Okay. What makes you laugh the most? Stupid humor that's based on words. Kind of, that's why I like airplane. Yeah. Okay. What sound or noise do you absolutely love? Baby's giggles. Nice. I love it because it makes me laugh immediately upon hearing it. Yeah. What would be your theme song or ring entrance when you walk into a room? Oh, um, uh, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. Okay. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be? Mind control. Okay. And since you are a mind control superhero, who would be your arch nemesis? Ooh, that, um, I guess the Riddler. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. If you walk into a bar, what would you order to drink? Um, probably scotch. Okay. Straight on the rocks, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite person to follow on social media? Oh, um, Jay Duckworth. Okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, I w- wish I could let go of my OCD. Okay. And if you could offer yourself one piece of advice, your younger self, one piece of advice, let's say you're a high school graduate, 
what would that advice be to your younger self? There are only two people you need to impress in this world, your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. Okay, that's wonderful. And about your current work, can you please uh, let us know where you are currently? I am currently um, a professor at Columbia Basin College uh, in Washington State. Okay. And how can people learn more about you or follow you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and whatnot, just in case someone hears this and they just want to learn more about the lighting world? Uh, Lighting world, I'm on Facebook. Um, That is the main thing. and uh, and if you want to see, I also do th- a lot of 3D printing uh, with lighting and stuff like that. And you can find me on Thingiverse under Ron Skull. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those of you who are watching, we have come to the end of this short get to know session with Ron Campbell. I am so grateful that you joined us today. Please come back next week. We have episodes every week in which we highlight some artists either working in front of the camera, behind the scenes, on stage, or off. I believe that we should absolutely get to know these artists. Again, thank you again for joining us, and we'll hear from you next week. Bye, everybody.